0: Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yai, Mo Patton, the illustrious potentate, Coach Mike. (laughs) So, my dad said that back in, he said, when he was a younger man, which back in the day. Uh, we had neighborhood parties if the Braves didn't lose 100 games. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, it's like what I said on Twitter the other day. I mean, we, we hit dingers and, and lose games. So I guess the Braves are honoring Hank Aaron the best they can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that That's kind of a throwback to the old um, – Calling the ticket office. What time's a game start? What time can you be oh, here? <laughs>
0: That's when they introduce the fans to the players to save time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we are so excited for this segment as we are joined by friend of the show. Very excited to have TSWA Hall of Famer. And Associated Press Tennessee sports editor Teresa Walker joining us on the Parks Motor Sales hotline. Teresa, how's it going?
2: Oh, good. But that story reminds me. I, I went to uh, see Braves and Cubs because I'm a Cubs fan, so I, I get Braves pain over the years. You sorry, yeah. sorry, but I did go to uh, a game at the you know the old Fulton County Stadium, and uh, you know I bought tickets online to make sure I had tickets. Didn't realize when I got there, I bought better seats for five bucks right behind home plate. Never used the tickets I had actually bought because, well, we could sit right there below Harry Carey and couldn't have had much better seats.
1: Why didn't you just trade the tickets in?
2: Are you kidding? We were running late, got caught in that traffic even back in 89. (laughs) So I didn't spend a ton on the tickets I did buy, but they they were in the outfield. So it's like, yeah, I'll sit at home plate rather than sit out there. <laughs> good
0: call. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is good. It's good stuff.
0: Last night was fun, huh?
2: Last night was special. guys. I, I tell you, you're, you were not human if you didn't get some goosebumps and, and kind of just the, the well of emotion that that building was showing Pecorine. Again, you're not human if you did not appreciate that on a human level. I mean, it was just – it was amazing. I mean, it, it's – and here's the thing. You know, he can say that, you know, he, he hasn't made a decision about his future. Uh, you know, right now it's the playoffs because that's, that's where the focus has to be. Uh, but and for all intents and purposes, he, he's 38. He'll be 39 in, in November. You know, maybe David Poyle does a contract, brings him back for another year. I mean, we've seen goalies play, you know, really, really well. And, and when they've needed him – uh, especially in March when, when Saros was out, they, they leaned heavily on Rene. So, you know, Sars is getting a bulk of the, you know, the respect and attention for, you know, getting this team into the postseason. But they wouldn't have had a chance if Pekka Rene hadn't been able to fill in there when he was out starting a handful of games in, in a row and, and being a little bit of an Ironman that he has been in his career for this franchise. But, you know, his, his wife and infant son were there. They were on the glass there in the warm-ups. And you know, he said he knew that his family was watching in Finland despite the time change. Uh, you know, it, it just felt like you know that was the final start in Nashville for Pekarek. Now, who knows? You know, maybe there's a you know instant that he has to get in between the pipes during the playoffs. But uh, it just it just had a feel of finality to it. Very emotional. Although, hey, is Matt Shane said storybook totally I mean you know a game that meant absolutely nothing and Pekka Rene, and the Predators made it mean everything his you know his 60th shutout uh you know he he he, he took sole possession of uh, 19th most wins in NHL history with 369 or maybe he tied uh, Tom Barasso sorry I, I'm still trying to wake up this morning but you know his his 19th shutout 20th, I, and He put up big, big numbers last night. And to do it, guys, 30 saves. He made 10 in that final period. At one point, it, you know, the, the, the Hurricanes were attacking kind of tic-tac-toe passing, you know, because usually you can beat a goalie that way, right? And he just kind of throws a stick at him and makes the save. And, you know, and when he was asked about that, he says, well, oh, a little bit of Dominic Haschick there. So, But then to, you know, he gets all the hugs and then they, you know, he said maybe it was Brad Richardson told him to go take a victory lap. Mm -hmm. And at that point, that's when the goosebumps really started because he's, he's taking that little skate around and all his teammates are tapping their sticks and guys who didn't even dress came out of the, you know, came out and were there to give him a hug. So it it just, it was, it was a moment. It's the kind of moment you don't really get in sports. You know, uh, Eddie George finished his career with the Dallas Cowboys. Steve McNair finished his career with the Baltimore Ravens. You know, yes, they're, they're, you know, they're the two faces that helped cement the Tennessee Titans franchise in Tennessee, but they finished their careers elsewhere. Uh, you know, only Eddie was there when they, you know, put their names into the Ring of Honor. So, uh, it, it's just, you don't get many moments like that, and it was incredibly special.
0: I'm getting chills right now.
1: Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. And Teresa, while you say that um, Pekka has not made a decision regarding his future, is it he possible? He has
2: not made a decision. Well,
1: is it possible that the Predators have?
2: Well, guys, it's incredibly possible, but both of them know what they're doing after this season. I mean, you know, he he's earned five million dollars each of the last two years, and for a team that's going to be dealing with a flat salary cap for at least the next year, uh, you're not going to be paying Pekarene that. There are reports out over the weekend, maybe end of last week, that you know maybe he's having conversations with a team in Europe. You know, he, it sounds like he absolutely wants to keep playing, uh, but it'll be after the, you know. And, and I'm sure maybe they've had some talks of you know David Coyle and and Peck's agent. But uh, you know, let's face it: at a certain point, you kind of know what the road is bringing you. Uh, even even as he said, you know, Peck insisted last night he's not made any you know decisions, uh, not looking forward at this point. We'll wait till the season's over. That's what you say. During the season, because you don't want he, you know, he doesn't want to become the story all of a sudden. As this team is now preparing for a very unexpected playoff series, uh, one guys that looks a lot different now. Let's remember, Carolina won the first six games of this season in, between these teams, and now suddenly the Predators have won two straight. By a combined score of eight to one, yes, they were resting a ton of people last night. But you know, hey, so are Nashville Predators. So uh, this is—it's going to be interesting. I think the Predators go to Carolina feeling a whole lot more confident than they might have done, you know, a month or two ago. And
1: this Predators team is just so tough to read to me, and. How far are they from that season start? And that kind of leads me into this next question. Whatever happens with Pecorino or with the rest of this Predators roster once this season is over with? Because to me, even as hard as they've had to play to get into the playoff field, I'm not confident in a long run. And so, you mentioned David. You mentioned David Poole. Is he the guy that gets to make that decision? Those decisions?
2: Mo, I'll say this, I, I, until David Poyle decides to retire, I mean, he's the guy, his fingerprints literally are on every piece of this franchise. He's the guy who put this franchise together. He was the first really big hire, uh, you know, uh, 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 that Leopold made when, after being given the uh, franchise as an expansion from the NHL. So, you know, with what he's done as the winningest <clears throat> GM in the NHL ever, he gets a chance to decide. I think where when he goes out, and and here's the thing: this team does look dramatically different from where it was to start the season. You know how much of that was? You know he brings in John Hines last year in January. They started doing some stuff. Then there's a pause. You know they come back, they practice some, and they manage to play all of you know a, a, you know the qualifying series. Was it three or four games? That was it. Uh, you know, so it took them a while to in a short, short, short training camp. So, you know, it this team looks so different. It's almost like, you know, it's like Space Jam. Where, where are the real Predators that we saw playing in January? Where are they hiding, okay? You know, these can't be those guys because they just don't, you know, they're playing so different. I mean, watching them last night, even, even with so many taxi squad guys up and playing last night, there were take-to-take passes, uh, you know, the, 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 puck is just flying around from player to player to player. I mean, you know, it was almost like a feeding frenzy on the net last night for him. I mean, five goals, uh, is a little crazy at times. It's like, okay, can you just, you know, the only thing that didn't happen was Matt Duchesne had a chance there in the second to get a, get a hat trick only his second ever in his career. And it, it didn't connect because he just kind of didn't get the puck in the air, um, I, you know, this may be more the Predators team that they should be. I mean, we were kind of stunned in January about how bad they were playing because the talent was there. And now they've mixed in because of injuries. They had to mix in some of the young guys. Matt Sh- Shane last night was saying the future is really bright for this franchise mm-hmm. because we've seen what these young players have done. I mean, Tanner DeNoe has, you know, you've got to have him in the lineup because of what he's done this season for them. So uh, now, Matt Duchesne in the future, if I've got a candidate to be exposed for the Kraken expansion draft this summer, I put Matt Duchesne right at the top. Uh, If you can unload his $8 million a year salary, you have done something to help yourself tremendously. So it's going to be very interesting to just see what this team is for, but but they have shown enough to me. You know, yes, you can say maybe they're worn out from from having to get to the playoffs that you know they're done. But uh, I look at the St. Louis uh, St. Louis Blues just a couple of years ago; they were dead last in the NHL at the start of the year, January first, and they went and won the Stanley Cup. You know, with the way UC Soros is playing you absolutely can go win whatever you want to. It's, it's a brand-new season now. And, you know, Carolina, yes, the coach last night said, we played really 55 games great. We were only out of one in 56, in the 56 games. So, uh, but you know what? The Predators have beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have beaten the Florida Panthers in the last few weeks. They have now beaten the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, I, I'm not going to put anything past them because it is the postseason. This is why
0: they play the game. I, I think that's kind of important to note. I mean, like you said, St. Louis a couple of years ago, the Predators, when they were the eighth seed, that was the Stanley Cup run. I mean, yep. this is not a, a franchise that's, you know, not been in this situation before. So, and you and you have a guy like Pecorine who was there for that run and was, you know, the guy who got them there, obviously, so you have the experience. You have guys like Matt Duchesne who have been in that you know, who have been in major, major playoff uh, scenarios. So the experience is there, the players are there. If John Hines is the guy to coach them up, I'll be surprised, but it could happen. I mean, last night you—I did want to ask you this. The last night you mentioned, go ahead and raise his his jersey to the rafters. Speaking of of Pekarine, so we were having a discussion off air. Would would Pekarine be in your Nashville sports Mount Rushmore?
2: Absolutely. Are you kidding? What this guy has done? Four times as in a trophy uh, finalist. He won in twenty eighteen. He he literally led this team to the Stanley Cup in 2017. Uh, and if Ryan Johansson had been, you know, available in that series against Pittsburgh, I think they could have had a chance to win it. They were just, you know, at that point, you know, having lost, I, I'm trying to think back now, but, you know, they lost the player uh, to the broken leg. Uh, Kevin Fiala in the Blues game series, and then you lose Johansson in the Ducks series with you know an injury that you know he could have lost his leg, he could have lost his life, with compartment syndrome. So you know they they were thin at that point, and they just kind of ran out of ran out of gas. Right now, this is a team that is fairly healthy. They've got all their pieces back, and Matt Duchesne, who has you know he only had finished the season with six goals for for the Predators, but he scored two of those last night. You know he came into last night having twelve points in 25 games against Carolina. So, you know, Carolina is a franchise that has just, you know, you look at the whole numbers in that series. Uh, it, it's funny. They have just absolutely dominated uh, in, in recent times. But Matt Duchesne, the way this team is playing, all bets are off. That's that's why we watch in the playoffs is to see something happening. So, so I'm really curious to, to see, you know, we're, hopefully we'll get the schedule kind of anticipating a but, uh, you know, buckle your seats. It's a playoffs. And, and guys, think about this. We saw the energy that the fans gave them Saturday night. In this mm-hmm. season where it's been socially distant, thin crowds, you know, been 33% capacity for the last few weeks in Nashville. And now starting with the playoffs, game three, they're going to ha- be able to have up to 12,135 people in there. And if it was so loud in there last night that it's felt close to a full building. And for teams that have been playing before empty seats all year long, uh, forget about the end of last year, uh, that could provide an emphasis. We've seen Smashville take the Predators and give them that boost when they've needed it. That might be the X factor this season as well.
1: Um, <laughs> it's just – when you consider everything that this team has been through, it's really hard to grasp that they are where they are at this point. And you know, as as you pointed out, Teresa, the the starts and stops and the lack of time together early on and that kind of thing, I'm sure has played into this. But you know just how much damage do you feel like this team can do once it gets into? The playoffs.
2: I think that the uh, the all bets are off. I, I'm I'm not going to bet against them. That's for sure. I might not bet on them going to win the cup final, but you know, it, I, I just want to sit back and watch what this team does. You know, Forsberg. You know, he's got a couple games under his belt to try to get him back up to speed. You know, Deshane has you know finally scoring last night. You know, he's a guy who's also you know getting back up to speed after injury. So, you know, Ailey Tolvanen, I mean, they, they've got their pieces. You know, Arvidsson got a night off, uh, you know, Callie yarncroak They all kind of needed that because they were the guys who were kind of holding things down when so many people were on the injured list. And now they've got a deep taxi squad. You know, if somebody goes down, they've got guys who played in crucial games for this franchise. So, uh, it, but particularly the way Soros is playing. I mean, he is going to give them a chance. And, you know, uh, I'll I'll be honest. A month ago, I thought, well, if they make the playoffs, the Canes will just destroy them. It'll be a sweep, and then it'll be done. And then we'll get into the youth movement and the rebuild that this franchise needs. But the way they've done it, it, it's almost like doing a, you know, to use an NASCAR analogy, it's almost like they've done their pit change while still making laps, you know, mixing in the youth, getting these guys game time. and, And then particularly, though, UC Soros seems to have grown up. You know, they came into the season saying, we're going to have one, a one B, but the hope had been that Soros would show them that he is Pekka's uh, successor. And, you know, there were times where I'm like, I, I wasn't alone. The numbers showed this, this guy is struggling. Um, but, as he came back from injury, talking to Pekka, you know John Hines has talked about this that you know Pekka has helped him with the mental approach, you know how you what you need to do to on the days off and to be ready to step into the net and, and then shut teams down. So you know now he gets a few days of rest to get ready for the slog because you know I think he had won like 21 of his last 23 games, you know so there was pressure there. I mean they you know yes they clinched on Saturday night the next to last game. Uh, They would have clenched Sunday night since Chicago did beat Dallas, but they did it on their own. So, you know, I, I, Hey, like I said, they have a seven one win recently over Tampa Bay. They won in Florida, uh, you know, as they started this climb back from the bottom of the NHL. And now they've got, now they've got back to back wins over Carolina by a combined score of eight to one. So how, you know, Hey, this is the beauty. Why not them? And anybody can do it right now. And, you know, so they've got a challenge, you know, Carolina, you know, was in play for the president's trophy until a couple of days ago. So, you know, it is a strong team over there. That's been building to this point as well, but tune in.
0: We will certainly be tuning in. (laughs) There's no question there. Uh, before we let you go, Teresa, um, any thoughts on how this NBA season has shaken out because it has been with, with the, the new playoff situation, it's, it's kind of nuts, but uh, it's, it's getting, it's getting to the nitty gritty now.
2: Well, it absolutely is. The Memphis Grizzlies last night clenched at least a spot in the play in tournament that starts next Tuesday. Uh, if they're hosting a game, I'll be going down and covering that. So, uh, you know the, the odds are that they you know they only had to pl- uh, win two of five this week, and they managed to to, to get in and they met they they clinched at least a spot last night. So it, it's not easy. They're hosting Dallas tonight. They're playing. They're finishing the season. Literally playing five of the final six days they played last night and beat new orleans for the first time in six games they're playing hosting dallas tonight uh they've got a back-to-back in memphis against san Fernando on thursday friday and then they get to fly to california and play golden state in the afternoon to wrap up the season a team that is also in the play-in mix uh so it, it's it's you know hold on and I, I don't know what i'm doing next week i i know that i'll be covering a game three and four once i get that schedule but i have no clue what i'm doing with the, with the grizzlies am i you know helping somebody am i going down and covering that play-in tournament game uh it, it's sad they were in a mix they were so close to maybe getting to sixth about three weeks ago they went to portland took back-to-back games against the trailblazers there mm-hmm. and then they just get and they were like a, they you could almost sniff the sixth spot. And then they slid back, you know. in some games, this is a young team; they're trying to learn how to win. Well, now they've got a play-in spot, so you know they, they've they've had some big win leads, and then they've blown them late. Uh, the last time Dallas was in Memphis, uh, Luka Doncic hit a float, you know, running three to beat the buzzer. That uh, you know, and the Predator—I mean, excuse me—the Grizzlies had been up huge in that game. So uh, I, I'm curious to see what happens this week because I literally don't know what I'm doing next week.
1: We may have to have you back on later this week, Teresa, to explain the new NBA postseason <laughs> um, hierarchy because whole thing. I, I've not I'm paid.
2: am up to speed I, on it, but it's crazy.
1: Well, I, I have to. I have to admit, I've probably not paid enough attention to to really have a feel for it. But it, when you start talking play in tournaments and that kind of thing, I'm like.
0: I'm sorry. My, my,
1: my eyes kind of roll back <laughs> in my head. So, um, hey, we're on the um, Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. Teresa, thank you so much for taking some time with us. And like I said, don't be surprised if we reach back out to you
0: before the end of the week.
2: Sounds good. I'll be ready and, and hopefully we'll have more clarity on who's the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th team. Good Lord.
0: As LeBron said, whoever came up with this idea Need should to lose be fired. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he came didn't up care with that until they were in the seventh spot. He came up with the idea; it was him. He was the one who said, "Let them play it out." <laughs> <laughs> well, there but you I'm go. Fine. <laughs> <Dooms>. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Teresa, thanks. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. TSWA Hall of Famer Teresa Walker on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. All right, when we come back, it is Top Five Tuesday, and we're going to give you the top five sporting events that we would. Change the outcome if given the opportunity. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back from the Lee Company Studio.